This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Tuesday. I'm Mark Magnuson. After a break in trading, Joe Camp of Comstock, our guest here today. About to reopen here for the new year. We've got a short week, of course, being off for the new year holiday on Monday. We'll catch up here on a few things, wondering if we start the new year off with a better attitude, leaving last year kind of on a sour note for grains and livestock futures, mostly lower there on Friday to close out the year. It was more of the same where not much fresh in terms of new news uh, to help turn the trends around. And otherwise, we had updates on those trader positions that uh, continued to see the hedge funds pretty well entrenched into bearish bets held in the ag commodities. We start out the week with some uh, you know, watchful uh, mindfulness, I would say, uh, again, on the Brazilian weather storyline. They had some good showers in some of the driest areas of Brazil over the weekend. There's more in the forecast here this week. It does turn drier again later this month, but for now, that's been a bit of a negative here that they're finally getting some relief here as they uh, get to towards the tail end of the first soybean crop and start to think about planting that second safrina crop of corn here over these next couple of months. So yeah, more of the same here. We did have some news over the weekend about escalating tensions there in the Middle East. Uh, some uh, drama in the Red Sea with the Houthi rebels that are linked to Iran. And we know that Iran is a big player in the oil market. They're usually a top five producer of crude oil, uh, uh, up to a you know top three producer of natural gas. We do see uh, crude oil and natural gas both up this morning. But we'll wonder if we have a little bit of pressure here early on on the commodity space because we do have lower stock futures and a, a sharply higher dollar index to kind of create maybe a recipe for a little bit of nervousness overall. And Joe, we also have seen recently wheat actually make quite a bit of a difference in the ag marketplace and as far as what's getting traded and and I guess based on what's available in the world marketplace. Is that going to continue, do you think, here going into the new year? Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah, that could be a source of strength that would underpin the grain market as a whole if wheat continues to rebound and maybe turn a corner off of this recent downtrend. We're up towards a test of some key highs, but otherwise, as you allude to, more fundamentally sound because of rising international values. We've got this latest Russian crop, a big one, uh, but one that's you know past now the peak of, of harvest pressure, and it's maybe a market that's bottomed out to help the rest of world values uh, inch a bit higher here. We've seen some, I'd say, I'd call it slightly better export demand for U.S. wheat here. It's been a, a pause for Chinese buying as of late, but they're you know rumored likely to step in here soon enough. Uh, to secure some more purchases there. And then you also do still have uh, that risk premium related to what's going on uh, with the war in Ukraine. Recently, Russia stepping up attacks that are targeting grain infrastructure, and uh, there have been more and more skirmishes in and around that Black Sea area that could possibly disrupt trade here going forward. Uh, We learned over the weekend that uh, Russian grain or Russian drone attacks were up to a, a, you know the highest they'd been since the start of the conflict here, uh, kicking off the new year with still 
some some risk on that front that would otherwise be supportive for wheat. And now taking a look at the livestock side of the ag marketplace, what are we expecting possibly to see there today, Joe? Well, we're going to see some potential follow through uh, from the close last week, which was negative. But I think eventually we're going to wonder if these cattle futures in particular find better footing because of how we left last week on the cash trade. It was a you know lighter holiday type trade, uh, but still positive in the sense that uh, we saw live cattle prices move up by about $3 towards the top end of the training range. Uh, that allowed the nearby December live cattle futures contract as it expired to jump almost $2.5 here to catch up with where the cash market is. And we're entering the year still rather tight. I mean, we're hopeful that down the road here we can start rebuilding this cattle herd, but we know it's not something that occurs overnight. And at the moment, we're still going to be, you know, historically tight in terms of fed cattle supplies uh, to support the market here. And, you know, overall, again, besides a little bit of a weaker start for the stock market and a higher dollar that would maybe uh, sour away some, some buying interest in the livestock market, uh, we're still generally positive about the health of, of consumers here as we start out the new year, and so we shouldn't be too worried about uh, you know lessening meat demand at, at this point. The hogs may be a little bit different story, uh, where again we're, we're we're optimistic about where the consumer stands here and wanting to buy pork still, uh, but still a little bit worried about the dynamics of the cash market where uh, the futures still hold a pretty big premium over the, the direct trade here and, and could have some negativity on that front. The silver lining would be at the start of the new year, normally we see those cash hog values start to uh, move higher into the first couple of months seasonally. Joe, have you noticed any type of a relationship with the oil price? And when that moves, the cattle market has tended to be tied into that a little bit and has followed along with that oil price movement? Yeah, I think that's uh, something we've saw, saw more of here lately where there's a bigger macro slash investment slash speculative influence here. That was certainly the case uh, when we ran cattle futures up to record highs. Uh, but then all of a sudden, those speculators and the investment money that was in the market uh, started to liquidate. And that at the same time uh, occurred when oil prices started to move lower here. Now, recently, some rebound for oil. We've we've observed the same thing for cattle futures. And it's definitely oil is a leader for the overall commodity space. And it's a signal of what how investors feel about the economy as a whole. So if we do see continued upside for crude, maybe a, a resumption eventually of the downward trend for the dollar, we're just coming off of all-time highs for the stock market. So that could be a more supportive influence overall here heading into the new year. Joe Camp of Comstock, our guest here today. Joe, what is the best way for our listeners to get in touch and to hopefully personalize their marketing plan? Yep, we've got access to our uh, daily report and all of our contact information up at Comstock.com. Joe, thanks so much for the time as always, and have a great rest of your week. Thanks. Happy New Year. That was Joe Camp with Comstock. It is time now for a check of the numbers. March corn down two and three quarters at 468 and a half. January soybeans down 18 and a half at 1275 even. January soybean meal down 4 even at 382 even. 
January soybean oil down 69 cents at 47.15. Chicago wheat down two and three quarters at 6.25 and a quarter. Minneapolis wheat down three and a quarter at 7.20 and a quarter. Kansas City hard red wheat down two and three quarters at 6.39 and a quarter. March oats down one and a quarter at 3.84 and a half. On the Merck, February live cattle up a dollar forty-seven at one sixty-nine ninety-seven. January feeder cattle up a dollar twenty-five at two twenty-three fifty-five. February lean hogs up thirty-seven cents at sixty-eight thirty-five, and Class Three milk up six cents at fifteen forty-nine. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network.